You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. Hello and welcome to the Ricky Long Podcast, the special 32 episodes coming between me and other group fitness professionals spread throughout the UK, Europe and the world. Had so, so much fun delivering these because I truly believe that every group fitness instructor, every group fitness professional has a journey and business that is unique to them but there are so many people that can be inspired and follow in their footsteps you know I love the quote walk you can walk the same path just walk it in your own shoes and throughout this series I hope that it it certainly brings value to you but maybe there's someone someone in your life that you can share these episodes with share the the thoughts and theories that we chat about and maybe be that bridge for someone to start something or maybe you've been a bridge for someone in the past and you can relate to stuff. Uh, But listen, just before we go into these episodes, just want to quickly let you know about other ways just to make sure I you and I are connected in the best possible way. So I do two things which you can get involved with. I do the Ricky Long daily emails. So if you like these podcasts, you can also wake up to some texts from me every single morning. I will send you an email at 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. Literally, that content can range massively. It can be fitness content, mindset content, business content. It can actually just be what I ate for dinner the day before. (laughs) Um, so you can find the link for the Ricky Long daily emails in the show notes. Secondly, you also find a link for our open Facebook group, which is called Procrastinating with Ricky and Lindsay. So Lindsay and I run a Facebook group where we just invite anyone and everyone who the vested interest is you're just interested in being in a really, really positive Facebook group environment where you can either learn some stuff or just escape and just chat and connect with people. Uh, so we have daily posts in there, daily tasks, and it's, it is that just connect with other people. So it's called Procrastinating with Ricky and Lindsay. You'll find that on Facebook group. You'll find that Facebook group in the show notes. And like I said, it's completely open to anyone and everyone. Lastly, we have uh, podcast sponsors, which I need to let you know about. We have Jump 4.2, which is my coaching program specifically designed for fit, group fitness enthusiasts. So if you do group fitness classes, if you take part in group fitness classes, if you're an instructor of group fitness classes, this program is designed with you and minds. What we look to do is connect the mindset between your training and nutrition and work towards the goals that we will set out on a one-to-one basis and then you can join in the group process. So we have our own online learning and educational platform that will take you through the 12 weeks we have our facebook group which is where people will hang out it's our private jump 4.2 facebook group where there are over 200 people who have already gone through this and now work to help and support each other and just for these podcasts of 32 and 32 there is a discount code attached 
that will give you a 100 point discount from the advertised price so on the link that will take you straight to that discount if it doesn't the discount code is podcast discount all capital all one word that's podcast discount all capital all one word uh, so you can check that out and there's obviously information for you to read on the show notes and then our biggest sponsor is podium for sport podium for sport are one of northern ireland's top sports retailers uh, they operate right in the center of belfast and they specialize in sports equipment sports products sports clothing for schools commercial gyms and home gym fit outs you can check out their website www.podiumforsport.com you can see them on all the social media platforms podium for sport pretty much just one word and they will pop up they have a massive massive influence and platform on their twitter and their facebook please do check them out and i have a special relationship with putting for sport because they're also sponsoring me on my expedition and my iron man this may 2020 in lanzarote so they're helping me out with a lot of kits a lot of equipment and a lot of support so a personal thank you from me to podium for sports and lastly just before i pass you on to the episode it would mean a lot to me and the podcast guests when you listen to this any feedback you have it means so much um, we love it when you screenshot things and put it on social media especially instagram stories because what that does it helps spread the message even more so if there's something that you like and you can share it with another person it really is the whole point of why i started doing podcasts in the first place but it's really really why i wanted to do these this special 32 and 32 because if you're going to listen to this instructor myself as a group fitness professional and what we're chatting about if it resonates with you it is going to resonate with somebody else who's perhaps in the same position as you so we really really do appreciate it when you like share comment feedback whatever it is means an awful lot that is me done with the introduction. We can now dive in to the great content. Hope you enjoy the Ricky Long Podcast 32 in 32. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Introducing to the podcast, this episode is with Sean Raphael. How are you, Sean? Nailed it, mate. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that awkward yeah, conversation. I'm- how do I pronounce your surname? Is it as yeah. it is spelt, or is it some? Because I mean, I'm sure you get that with your first name anyway, because it's Irish spelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. no, I'm yeah. no problem with that. But for Raphael, kind of like, hmm, that's that's not. <laughs> I have not come. I've heard it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, is it is it seen Raphael? Is it uh just 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 it's no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you nailed it. Yeah, well, I'm good. Thank you. Are, are you are you well? I know you're well. I can see you're well. I'm always well. I'm always well. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm going to throw something on you here, which I have not prepped you for in any way. Oh, thanks. this this is officially the 100th episode of the Ricky Long podcast. No way. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I uh, I'm I'm a little bit excited and aroused. Hmm. I'm just excited. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll chat about that later. And Give what, it time. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, I love. I love how you've dressed up for this as well. You, you're wearing a, a shirt. Nothing on the lower half. <laughs> Brilliant, don't stand up. <laughs> I can't. <Right. laughs> so, 
you are obviously a group fitness professional. So just take a moment, tell people who you are, mm-hmm. what it is you teach that makes you a group fitness professional, and also explain clearly what you do as your day job. Okay, cool. So the first things first, professional is a very strong term. It's probably mm. the last term I would use to describe myself, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, not what that shirt is. <laughs> so I told you it's the lower half that's important. <laughs> Yeah, your your shirt uh, says I'm professional, but I'm also ready to party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, group fitness wise, and what makes me a group fitness professional is I, I teach group fitness classes. Yeah, what I, is it you teach? I'm so shabam, body combat, and body jam by way of uh, actual order of training in those classes. Uh-huh. So the, the three of those, and it is. I'm not going to say strictly Les Mills. It's not like I, I shun all others and denounce all other gods, but uh, it is it is just those that I sort of focus on. Uh, that's yeah. probably a better way of, uh, of putting it. Mm-hmm. And then day job wise, I am the nerdy guy in IT. Uh, I'm probably probably the most normal guy in our IT department. And I can say that freely because I know not one of them is going to listen to this. So that's absolutely fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> My official title is a, a, an applications analyst, which is great because if that ever gets shortened on a screen or anything, it just says applications anal, uh, and everybody mm. loves that joke. Yes, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, basically, that means that I get to talk to people a lot in, in the whole business. So I, I work in in a company that distributes LPG. You're probably familiar with LPG up in Scotland, where there's no mains gas to anything. You've uh, seen big tanks of gas in people's garden. You heard of Cala? It's not Cala, but yes. if you've heard of Cala, yeah, that's, that's that's LPG. Um, familiar is not really a word. I, I have, I can see a tank because I am okay. in my living room right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Stay away from it. It's flammable. Okay. You can't be trusted. Clearly. <laughs> that's that's why right. Lindsay's kept you inside. Yeah, you're very right. You're very right. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's it's basically just a lot of questioning people trying to understand their their problems helping them come up with solutions and 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 working together a lot which is really cool because both my job and my side hustle i think is what you refer to it as yep absolutely um, my side hustle they they kind of complement each other really well in terms of needing to understand people communicate with them connect with them uh, and ultimately work together to achieve something greater than the sum of its parts so yeah it's really cool permission to sign just a little bit uh stereotypically or on my part you know you uh-huh. are you are a computer it guy and the group fitness programs you choose to teach or dance programs <laughs> yeah typically they don't go together in you know no. any forms of my stereotypical world so how did that all come about which came first were were you already into fitness when you started down that career path or was it the other way around? No, absolutely not. So um, it all kind of started in what we have down in, in, the, in the England area. In, in the, the England area. In England. <laughs> <laughs> As year six, I don't know if you do years up in Scotland. Um, uh, yes, so the Scottish school system is slightly different to the... Okay, so if I go by Northern age? Ireland, so yeah, go by age because I'm very, very okay, confused. So- <laughs> I was about I was about eleven, 
and had zero confidence, zero self-esteem whatsoever. I was that little kid wearing the, the knitted jumper, the thigh-high socks and the, and the black plimsoll shoes uh, that kept to himself all the time. And my teacher at the time sort of identified that and picked up on it, which was really nice of him. And he was a Taekwondo instructor, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty cool. And my, my dad, um, who, who left me when I was about the same age, funnily enough, uh, was a karate instructor. And I'd never done anything to do with the martial arts side of things. But this this teacher got me involved with Taekwondo and movement, fitness in general. And it was only once a week, but it was the one thing a week that I would look forward to. Like Monday through to Thursday, didn't give a damn really about anything. I was always focused on Friday night, seven o'clock. I know I've got two hours of something that I absolutely freaking love. And and it's amazing. And, you know, I I don't say this in a a self-deprecating way or anything like that, but it really was genuinely the sort of first thing that I was good at. Mm -hmm. I was never particularly sporty in PE. I was never particularly academic in anything. I kind of middled in a lot of things. Uh, But Taekwondo was something that I just gelled with really really fast and and my confidence grew as a result of that so sort of skipped forward a a good number of years and I've had to put that aside and and focus on university Mm -hmm. stay in school kids and it's just one of those things where you have to make a decision about what's important to you at that that time in your life and and uni was for me at that time in my life um skip forward a couple of years more after university and I've put on a lot of uni fat where I'm living off of a gigantic bag of Sainsbury's 50p tortilla chips you know and I will still get them if I can find them because just because the taste brings me back to the uni times (laughs) (laughs) Um, and they're only 50p you can't go wrong I love the term uni fat by the way I've never heard that before uni fat I'm thinking that's, that's definitely some type of product in the waiting, isn't it? <laughs> you need... <laughs> yeah, jump 7.4, get rid of... <laughs> you need fat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to trademark it and then you'll have to pay me, so you're stuffed either way. <laughs> Joint venture. <laughs> <laughs> All right, deal. Um 2015 comes around and and I have a friend who's who's found fitness and he's like come along to body combat you used to do taekwondo you'll love it you'll love it he's like yeah 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 okay fine I mean group exercise and you get all those uh images in your head of the leg warmers and the lycra and oh my god big scary gym with people that are inevitably going to be taller than me beefier than me ooh, ooh, caveman, blah, blah, blah. you know all those fears that a beginner has about the gym right mm-hmm. And I spent probably 10 minutes in this class. Uh, I remember whose class it was. It was Nikki Tadman. I think yeah. you may know her through the Tribe yeah, Coach yeah, stuff. Well, yeah. um, and I was like, oh my God. One, I'm freaking shattered and it's 10 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Two, I bloody love this. And I stayed did the whole hour and it was a Sunday at four o'clock. And so did the whole hour, and as soon as it had finished, I just wanted to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Like, and I like, properly fell in love with body combat. 
Um, two weeks after that, so bearing in mind that's my first venture into a proper gym. And you said that's you know, just to not get by a accident. Just to get a timeline, this is 2016, did you say? 2015. 2015. 2015. And how old are you yeah. now? How old were you then? 20, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm 30 now. I know I look about eight. It's the Asian genes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look like this until I'm about 50 and then it all just goes south. Oh, well, I look 24 because of the Northern Irish genes. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were about 25 then, obviously, five yeah. years ago. Yeah. 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 And um, two weeks later, I did a Tough Mudder. Mm-hmm. A whole, whole Tough Mudder. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I died the following day. Mm-hmm. And was like, wow, okay, this is like, I am not as fit as I thought I was. So yeah, I fell completely into fitness and group fitness specifically. Week after, uh, my mate uh, Steve, who's also a, a tribe coach, and uh, uh, I think he's a tribe coach, he's definitely an assessor, mm-hmm. um, was like, oh, you should come and do Shabam with, uh, with Lara Patrick, who's now Lara Bailey. And you know, she's amazing and Shabam was great fun. I was like, oh yeah, okay, dance, dances, you know. Uh, and I hated it because, <laughs> because there was no structure. It was absolute chaos. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was the worst kind of place for me. I am naturally, and this, sound, this will sound weird the more we talk about it, I am naturally quite an introverted person. I'm not someone who puts themselves out there in any way, shape or form in any awkward situation or to be center of attention. Mm-hmm. And so Shabam was just like hell on earth for me the first time. Mm-hmm. But it was fitness, it was moving. I was doing it with friends and we, we found a way to have fun with it. So about a year later and, and I'm absolutely loving Shabam and, and I'm going, oh, there's a, a few of us sat in the jacuzzi. It sounds seedy, it's not. Sat in the jacuzzi talking about <laughs> Brilliant. Talking, I'm talking com- about becoming <laughs> I am coming to this Shabam jacuzzi class, mate. This sounds this sounds exactly what I want to be doing with my life. <laughs> yeah, sorry for all the instructors that are waiting for their next quarterly releases. The this next one's filmed in a jacuzzi. There's no surfboard, it's just all in a jacuzzi. Marlon's there in a crop top just to piss everyone off. Uh, um <clears throat> and we're talking about becoming an instructor and I was like, oh, I, I think I'd quite like to do it in, in body combat. And, and this conversation carried on and eventually the word got around to Lara that I was looking to be an instructor. And she was like, you should definitely do Shabam. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And we'd become really good friends by this point. And I was like, eh, okay. Cause there was only like her and her now husband, um, who were the Shabam instructors basically for what felt like the entirety of the Midlands. It's not that obviously, but <laughs> for my concept of the Midlands at the time, which was Leicester, yeah. um, <clears throat> they were the only instructors. So I was like, yeah, okay, let's, let's do this and let's, let's get some, some more Shabam on the timetable. Let's have some, some more instructors. And do you know what? It's a good laugh. And, and that's kind of how I got started in it. I know it sounds like a bit of a weird intertwined story to go from martial arts to Unifat to body combat to end up being a Shabam instructor. <laughs> I think everyone's story is a little bit weird. Um, did you have any sort of dance background? Nope, none whatsoever. The closest dance uh, background I had was through doing musical theatre, which is okay. something that my auntie got me. And this is what I say about it being weird, right? 
because as an introverted person, you'd be like, why are they doing musical theater, singing and dancing on the stage in front of 500 odd people? And it's different. I cannot answer that is the honest answer. It is totally different, as you, as you just said. It, it's in, in a controlled environment as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, in, in my experience, a lot of group fitness instructors are quite introverted. But when you put the microphone on and you become the instructor, it's mm-hmm. you're 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 just doing a job. You're doing a role. You're being a coach. Whatever terminology you want to do. So and like I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of actors and actresses and singers would actually be quite introverted, um, and it's why they feel mm-hmm. so much pressure when they're in an environment because oh you expect me to be the all singing all dancing life of the party, but you're actually quite yeah, quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of a lot of instructors are like that. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say myself. I wouldn't say I'm a big introvert. But there's certain introverse qualities that I have. So, for mm-hmm. example, um, if I've spent a long day, t- take a module for exa- example. If I spend a module nine to six, the last thing I want to do at five past six is talk to people. That's I need. I need that time just to sit and chill. So I'll, you know, I'll go to modules or mm-hmm. workshops or, you know, even a jump live event a couple of weeks ago, the first thing we did as soon as the event was over, obviously say your buys and pleasantries to everyone is hotel room, chill for a couple of hours, and then you go down and join the party. Um, and I think that's, I, th- I think there's a stigma for group fitness instructors right now that they have to be, not that they have to be the life and soul of the party, that's not the, the word I'm looking for, it's that. In, being an introvert is bad. Being an introvert is something to be ashamed of. Yeah. And one, 100%, you could not be further from the truth, is if you actually appreciate that you're an introvert, you can actually use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Because you, you can actually, all right, I'm going to go home and, and be quiet and chill out, or I'm going to sit with a group of friends and be the quiet one in the group. That's fine. I know I'm going to do that. But when it's, when it's my arena... So the, the pub is not my arena. My arena is a group fitness studio. That's my arena. Yeah, that's stepping it. in here. But when I'm in yeah, the pub it. with my mates, I'm, I'm, I might be the quiet person. Yeah. So yeah, yeah there's that's no, absolutely it. Yeah, and I find it interesting that you know, what we haven't touched on yet is obviously you're also a, a trainer for Les Mills um, in Shaban. Technically just a presenter, but yeah, let's go with trainer. It sounds better. Well, I have this argument. <laughs> I have this argument. If you're standing at a quarterly workshop and you're educating people, you're training people. So whether it's a trainer, presenter, it doesn't (laughs) doesn't matter. Yeah. And I know people will be listening to this and say, you're you're confusing me. You're blurring the lines. I don't don't really care. We're all trainers. I like, yeah, we're we're just all trainers. Um, I'm a trainer of life. You come on the team as a Shaban presenter when, was it 20, I want to say it was last year? It was last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah last, last year. year. So did you qualify 2016 Shaban? And 2017. Then, so what was the journey? Because a lot, a lot of people will be interested in that kind of journey from being an instructor mm-hmm. to becoming the, you know, the, the trainer. <laughs> Oh, I wish people could see your face. The, the, the shifty side eyes you just did were great. We're all, we're um, all trainers. We're all trainers. <laughs> so the the journey for that was a journey I didn't even know was happening. Okay, yeah. So it wasn't a goal when you first set out? No, 
No, absolutely not. I didn't even know it would, it could be a thing initially. So I'm, we're really lucky in the in the club, the main club that I, one of the main clubs that I, I teach at and go to classes at. We've got quite a few trainers and presenters. Presenters. That's what happens when you <laughs> blur the lines, Ricky. Um, <laughs> Press so, trainers. You know, we we've got <laughs> official change of name. Um, we've got you know we've got Matt Malloy who's doing combat greater CX. We've got Dave Cross. Uh, actually, forget those two. We've got Sarah Norman. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't not get a jiffy air at them. I hope they listen. Uh, we've got Sarah Norman now as well. And so I was aware that, you know, these trainers and, and presenters exist, but I wasn't aware it was something that a, a peasant could do. Um, <laughs> you know, your I, words, uh, your words, not mine. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but that's that's what people see it as, isn't it? They, you know, people always see it as an us and them thing, and mm-hmm. and it's it's really not. It, it it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. a word. It's a title. Like to say, I am a presenter. I am a trainer. Yeah, I I can say that, but it it's not what I would describe myself as. I mm-hmm. I am not those things. You know, I am me. Okay. So um, I, I like to, whenever I can, make that very clear to people because yeah. I, I I wouldn't ever want it to seem like an us, us, us and them situation thing. I think I'm, I think that's really I'm really um, poisonous. Yeah, I'm I'm very similar, and like I post it on Facebook quite a bit when. Do you? When here, <laughs> when the times right is that we, <laughs> we're all fitness instructors, and mm. just as part of that fitness instructing role, we are a trainer for les mills uk like it, it's mm-hmm. it's a job rather than a status in my opinion and yes what uh th- this is a hangover from actually the the fit pro days and the old terminology that they used to use a term that's actually stuck around in scotland quite a bit is master trainer so we're we're quite often referred to okay. yeah. as being a master <clears throat> trainer and i actually kind of without being rude i go out of my way to kind of say well actually that's that's not true that's not a term or anything um mm. but you see that being used in other cultures and languages as well so it's just uh it, it is that weird kind of no no i'm just i'm, I'm just here to teach pump that's that's all mm. i'm here to do Let, let's have a chat mm. that's it and it's even the term Absolutely. it's even the term master class you know we we do them you know you do them, and i'm like no no Every class I do is a master class, but that's 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 not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, ma- masterpiece, Ricky, masterpiece. <laughs> so, when when were you were you were kind of on a as as we call it a trainer path? Yep. Uh, so that happened back end of 2018. So I I was friends with a lot of master trainer super duper universe presenter people <laughs> and and they kind of knew what i did and you know we, we we team taught a lot and and i was aware that both lara and nikki the you know the very first two instructors that i'd, I'd done classes with had been on this pathway you know going through boot camp uh, sorry go through auditions and then boot camp and then the tears and then you know this horrendous scary horrible journey of you know almost proving yourself to be this this master trainer kind of person and i was like wow that is 
you know, that's a lot to hear to hear what they had to do to hear what actually happens as well because everyone thinks in your head is well not everyone thinks in their head that's not fair of me to say the perception it seems like is that to be a presenter or trainer you have to buy every single piece of les mills reebok clothing Mm -hmm. you have to kiss the sweet butt cheeks of every single person in Les Mills head office and who's on the presenter trainer team. Mm -hmm. And you have to sell your soul to Reebok. Mm -hmm. That's it. And that's, that's as far as it goes. It doesn't matter anything else. As long as you do those three things, you can be a presenter, assessor, trainer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it, in my opinion, I've just smacked the microphone. Sorry. That's (laughs) banging your ears. Um, That, not couldn't be further from the truth, but it definitely did not apply to me. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about being brainwashed by Les Mills and being Les Mills robots and uh, and almost culted, if you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't something that happened for me. Yeah, I bought I bought some of the kit, and you know, I bought into uh, and still do buy into the sort of one tribe and the and the values of, of Les, Les Mills. I absolutely buy into that, and whether you want to call that brainwashing or whether you want to say that actually it just aligns with my opinions and, and views on life in general, then, then that's that only you can decide that and whether you believe me or not, it's something entirely separate. Um, but I was just kind of going about my business. I wasn't trying to put myself out there. Let's take going about my business. It wasn't like up in anyone's face saying, Oh, Hey, have you, uh, have you seen me teach Shabam? Sometimes it can be really good. Um, it wasn't anything like that. I was just, being me and someone at some point decided i think it was phil harrison um i don't know i messaged every single trainer presenter assessor that i'd been in contact with as soon as i got the audition email Mm -hmm. to say was it you that put my name forward for this if so thank you very much i just had no idea who'd been involved in seeing you know something in me to put me forward for this and and I was incredibly grateful and surprised. I, I, I actually remember the, the email coming through. And because um, that's what you do on a podcast, right? Is you, you talk about things and you go, oh, I remember this. And, and I see it like Fair. it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, so, so people so, like a visualization. Yeah. For, for everyone listening to these, I think I used to start my, my podcast out with people. It was like an interview. It was almost like a Piers Morgan style interview. I ask you a question, you answer a question. Whereas lately I've just, yeah, let, let's, just, let's just have a chat. And that's, uh, that's kind of what I prefer. Well, what do I, I'll use this opportunity just to jump in. That is, the, mm-hmm. for anyone listening, what Sean's just described is the reason why he was invited to auditions because it wasn't a goal of his. It was because he was just focused on, I'm going to turn up. I'm going to teach Shabam. I'm going to have a lot of fun, teach the choreography as good as I can and connect with the members. You know, he, he was being him. It wasn't, I want to teach this tick boxes and, you know, hope that phil harrison walks into the room at the right moment and, <laughs> you know gives me tickets to you know new zealand for filming you know that's that's yeah. that's never happened here <laughs> so i think what's important for people listen and listen you're going to be podcast 100 bronte was uh podcast 99 so she's going to be ah. she, she is going to be yesterday work out that sentence um and in that i explain <laughs> the the trainer journey as it is in kind of great detail so i know you're about to go on to this so it's you do your initial module training, do your advanced training, 
um, when auditions come up, apply to go to auditions or mm-hmm. be invited, otherwise known as headhunted. If you tick the boxes, if you do a good job at auditions, if they like what they see, you may get an addition to boot camp. Boot camp will depend on programs. So if they're not mm-hmm. looking, if they're if they weren't looking Shabam presenters in 2019, and you were the best Shabammer in the UK, you wouldn't have had a chance. But yeah. it lined up for you. And then once mm-hmm. you once you do boot camp, you're invited onto the team on like a once it's a six month contract now. Yeah, it, like a rookie contract, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't remember it being a, a specific sort of contract or anything. Okay. It, it's kind of like a, it's like a probation period. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Where you've got, I'm, I know you're going to come on to this in a minute. So it's like you've got two, six months, you've got two quarterly workshop kind of windows to mm-hmm. yep. do certain, <clears throat> certain degrees. Um, so yeah, let, let's just kind of jump into, you went the auditions and then yeah. tell us about audition then in the bootcamp. Okay, so audition was one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life. Bear wow. in mind, I've done X amount of musical theatre auditions and everything. And it was, looking back on it, it was only because of the pressure that I put on myself. Mm-hmm. But, how to phrase this? It was, it was a combination of pressure that I'd put on myself and nerves. And I'm quite a nervy person generally. And I don't mind that. And I, and I I don't shy away from that. And I will never tell you that I'm not nervous if I really am nervous. But the, the pressure that I put on myself was, it's, it's not a one-shot opportunity. Lots of people go to auditions and it's not the right time at that moment. And they come back and they do it again. You know, I've got quite a few friends who've done that multiple times. And, but the thing in my head was, this really could be your one shot. Mm-hmm. And you not only owe it to yourself, but there are people who have genuinely believed in you over the course of the past two years and, and seen something in you. You owe it to them to do the very best job to show other people what these people have seen in you. And what so you, I didn't want to let them down. Are you saying that, that was, was how in, I felt? Yeah, that was in your head rather than actual yeah. reality. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not like, you know, Lara had sent me a message and gone, you know, if you fail this audition, we can never talk again. You know? Imagine she might have had <laughs> prepped to send, but she didn't actually send it. And then the nerve thing I've, <laughs> I've always had because so I, I heard this once, and there's a lot of different views on nerves. And I know it's been said before by some people nerves are because you haven't prepared enough, nerves are because XYZ. And that applies sometimes, I think, but I also think nerves. Uh, because nerves can happen because you care because you're passionate about something because you want to do the very best you can in whatever situation it is you're about to enter so take the musical theater example again to to give an analogy because i love analogies because it starts with anal and (laughs) guess what the name of this podcast is going to be ricky (laughs) (laughs) it starts with anal (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would be nervous every time I was about to go on stage, no matter how many shows we were doing that week, whether it was five or or seven, I would be nervous every scene because, you know, in, in, to put it bluntly, I gave a shit, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I I cared so much about 
the performance that I was about to give, not for my own sake, but for the sake of everyone that was watching it. Yeah. You know, least of all because they've paid that, you know, that, yeah, that's fair enough. They're, that's a waste of their money if they've not enjoyed it. But most of all because they've given something they can't ever get back, which is time. They've given that time and or chosen to share that time with you. And for me to do anything less than my absolute best is disrespectful to them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I see it. And so along with the time, that could very well be their only enjoyable moment of the week. Their only enjoyable time at moment in that year so far in fact it, it could really be as strong as that and and i've only come to sort of realize this in the past maybe nine months i want to say that that's really what it's about for me and, and where all my nerves and care and, and and pressures come from but that i think is why if when it comes to teaching group fitness, it, it feels like that's that's where I draw my strength from, if that makes sense. I know we've kind of gone off on a tangent there, but... Um, I'm curious as to why you think you draw your strength on that. I could, throw, I could put words in your mouth. Is it because it's just you teaching rather than other people? Is it because the people haven't, you know, the people who have come to see you, they haven't paid as high a ticket? to come and see you or come and see you come and do the, the class the experience no um I, I, you you said it a number of times in, in on your socials and everything um and it's not have you subscribed to your daily emails which by the way if people don't subscribe to your daily emails they definitely should do i mean what are they even doing if you if you don't wake up <laughs> 5 30 email for pretty long how else would you rather start your day <laughs> <laughs> it is because it is it's absolutely 110% not about me. Okay. If, if I think that the class is about me, I get too focused on myself, what I look like, what my technique looks like. Am I hitting all three layers of coaching? Blah, 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 blah. Am I ticking all those boxes that I'm yeah. doing air quotes like people can see that? They're not going to see that. <laughs> Imagine me doing air quotes. And the class suffers like dramatically dramatically suffers for it whereas if i acknowledge the fact that actually what i really care about is them uh, you know not just them as participants but every single person in that room as an individual then i'm so much more free from any of that stuff that everything that comes out is i was gonna say just unadulterated but it is that sometimes unfiltered yeah genuine and i can't describe it i find it really hard to describe but it's it's that genuine connection with people in that moment that takes away from any nerve or pressure that might be trying to push its way to the front of my head and do you still feel like that now either when you you teach classes or when you're doing say a quarterly workshop yeah yeah absolutely um it, it's 
as I say, it's only sort of something that I've been really aware of in the past nine months. Uh, okay. and, and so I've only really been able to sort of use that to my advantage in the past nine months. But how yeah, do you use it to your advantage? When, how would you use so, it? So, okay, take habits, for example, yeah. uh, in the, uh, I've just dropped you, sorry. Oh, on the face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if you tilted your camera, so it's fine. You've missed the opportunity. <laughs> um, normally, what would happen when I was preparing for a class or a quarterly workshop, I would just think of all the different scenarios in which it would go wrong. All the different <laughs> scenarios in which people would come up to me afterwards and say, oh, that was near, or blah, 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 or I don't believe you in this, and I don't think you should blah, 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 blah. And now because I'm focusing more on them, all of a sudden, nothing could possibly be about me. Yeah. And so I have nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. It's... <sighs> I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to give an example without boring people to death. So... I mean, if they're listening this much and they've not stopped listening, then they're probably asleep. The, when it comes to quarterly workshops, and I don't know what this is like for other programs because I do only present in one program, we discuss what's going to come out in, in the, uh, the education session, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we discuss what's going to work best for the instructors in the UK because what works in other countries may not work in, in the UK so well. Yeah. And Shabam, obviously, is a very free program, very, very loose, very casual. And in my head, when I first started doing this, it was very much a stick to, stick to the script, if you like. There, there's, there's no script as such. But uh, stick, stick I to didn't the brief. allow myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the brief. Yeah. Um, as soon as I let go of that and was like right okay i understand the brief content mm -hmm. now how can i use that content with who's actually with me mm -hmm. it again it, it does exactly the same thing as as focusing on, on them if that makes sense a hundred percent i i can relate to exactly what you're saying um because for example you know there won't be a well, possibly there'll be a lot of people who can relate the body pump on this rather than say Shabam. Um, mm -hmm. So like in previous briefs we've had for quarterly workshops, there's been a big massive focus on the triple extension in a claim yeah. press and our opinion as, and we were meant to spend something like 15 minutes doing drills on triple extension and our mm -hmm. collective opinion as the body pump UK team was kind of like, you know what, we've been talking about triple extension for about three or four years now. So if you turn up at your quarterly <laughs> workshop and you have 50 to 75% new people, like it's your first quarterly workshop ever, like brand mm -hmm. new instructors, by all means use those 15 minutes. But for all quite experienced instructors, you know, go over it, give it a quick overview, let them try it and then move on. Don't patronize them. Yeah, you can turn a 15 minute drill into a, a two, three minute kind of conversation rather than a lecture yeah and i think yeah that's, that's it i never mind from that quarterly workshop you know kind of educational lecture and environment you, you just you take that back into your classes as well so i just i just taught a class so my thursday grit lunchtime class i would i would almost i would probably feel initial module training because of how i behave in that class because 
two or three people come to it and it's the same people every week. They love it. They lift good weights for them. Um, and we, we kind of just get together and have a workout. Um, sometimes I, I will set the moves up and then we all just do it. So the reason why I would fail mm-hmm. initial module training for people listening is I don't floor coach because we're all actually that, <gasps> I know we're all actually <laughs> that close to each other and we're on you know first name basis that we we kind of coach each other like they coach me if they see me you know checking out early it, it happened today because I, I hate mountain climbers they're, they're, they're actually I was resting on my knees oh yeah, yes th- yeah. finally not, not because I needed to rest but because I wanted to rest and I was called out on it so from that's coaching to the room in front of me however if two or three new people walked in well you know what the microphone's going on I'm going to explain to them right there's going to be moments of this workout where I do what we call floor coaching so come over and see who you are but that that's what mm-hmm. it's about whether you're the lecturer you're the instructor is you've got to, you've got to see what's in front of you you can have the best script brief in the world you can have all this amazing coaching layers and performance and all planned but you rock into the room and you know Ben's having a bad day can't sort something out and you know Jen's walked into your class you know 10 minutes late what, what are you going to do yeah but yeah yes yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's Daily what bit. that's what makes a all right i'm going to sound really philosophical that's what makes a good human never mind a good instructor or, or a good trainer if you can just respond to the other humans in the room what what's the one thing they need at that moment to yeah. make them yeah. feel successful you know in our environment make them feel successful make their workout better trainer environment so as they leave this workshop with something that benefits them yes and that's what it's about so what 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 you've kind of just described there is the exact right attitude however at the start it's a bit like driving you know you have Mm -hmm. you have to learn how to parallel park and reverse right corners i've been driving 15 years i don't think i've ever reversed around a corner but (laughs) on purpose yeah i've ticked that box like i i know how to do it you know what i would probably do is i would just drive around the block it just makes more sense <laughs> so it's, <laughs> yeah. What's it's the same, next roundabout? yeah it's the same when you're an instructor i mean I, I always use shoulder tracks when i'm on pump training as an example um it's it's very very difficult to really get deep into layer two and layer three on a shoulder track because you've got four five six moves in, in short succession so but if you have a room full of regulars, you can almost start in layer two. And that's, it's, you're not taking boxes anymore. You're helping humans. It, it couldn't literally, well, if I rewind and actually speak English this time, <laughs> couldn't put it better myself and know what I want to. Um, okay. And this is why people need to listen to your podcast and subscribe to your daily emails. <laughs> <laughs> it's two now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's exactly as you said at the start, it's about a conversation first and foremost. Yes, we are presenting, Mm -hmm. um, but think about the last time you had a, someone present a PowerPoint presentation to you. I can, I would probably wager a good amount of money on the fact that you hated it. If there were three bullet points on the slide and that person read word for word, every bullet point, like you hadn't already read it by the time they'd finished speaking. hundred percent. Because they're not conversing with you, and it, it's yeah. absolutely about a conversation. And all of a sudden, when you when you 
treat it like a conversation. And again, this is just my opinion and it's, it's not right or wrong and it doesn't make me any more right because I am a trapezenter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, my opinion is that the, the coaching models and, and the, you know, the different ways of communicating with people and con- connecting again in air quotes with people are nothing more than tools. They're not yeah. a, a framework for you to, to sit on and use. And exactly as you said, by using those, you are ticking boxes and you have a good class. It's, it, they are tools you use to have that conversation with your participants. Mm-hmm. So as an example, like um, it, it's CRC, right? Connect, recommend, yeah. commend, something yeah. like that. Um, I, I, and I get that. And I, sh- I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Oh, sick dab. Those people can't see this, but Ricky just coughed and dabbed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, connection when it's taught on modules, and I've only been on three, so it may have changed. Connection when it's taught on modules is say their name, make eye contact, say something about them relating to the move that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can pass the connection bit on the module assessment form. Um, if, if it was accessible, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, again, it's just my opinion on the way it seems when, I, when I've watched other classes and been to other classes. It can seem like as long as you've said someone's name, made eye contact with them, and said something that might improve their technique or not, you've done your connection bit and and that's it tick done yes i've connected brilliant that person probably didn't even hear you they might have acknowledged the fact that you said their name but they didn't hear the rest of it and so i i wrote this down the other day and and, and i've rephrased it to converse react and combine okay yeah so you converse with a person and that can genuinely be stepping out of the workout and actually speaking to that person if you've set up let's take um shabam as an example and combat because i generally teach those very similarly like if i went on combat training exactly as you said earlier i probably wouldn't pass um and that's not just because dave trained me originally that's that's a completely separate thing um <laughs> um there that's are, the second one against Dave. Who are D- <laughs> Dave Cross doesn't listen to podcasts either. <laughs> that's because he can't listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's number three. Um, if I step out of a combination after I've set it up and had a conversation with someone, nobody else gives a shit mm-hmm. other than me because I feel like I'm leaving everyone else. But what everyone else starts doing is looking at the conversation that I'm having and that becomes something else for them to look at. Mm-hmm. And so then I've got a genuine conversation going with someone as a connection that, you know, that's even that might be making a comment on the top that they're wearing, yep. making a comment about the move that they've just done or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, the react comes in, you know, actually. Someone just my combat class on Monday, um, there were two people that knew each other and one was stood in front of the other one. And in between tracks, there's the one behind was sort of gently soft kicking the, the butt cheek of the person in front. Because, you know, it's just, it's exactly what you do. If you, you're with a friend, you kick him in the butt. Maybe not. Maybe that's just me. But you're, you're shrugging like you don't do that. But Just like how you want to run your class is how you want to run your class. That's fine. <laughs> it's not something I coached them to do. I want to make that clear. She was just doing it. 
But I noticed this happen. I couldn't not notice because there was a huge gap in the line where they were standing and I could see them clear as day. I'm and very glad just... I'm very glad you said a gap in where they were standing, because given what we're talking about, I thought uh, just uh, yeah, continue. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I highlighted it, you know, the combinations of the slides, I think it was. And I was like, this is a non-contact class for everyone, anyone that's new or hasn't been in a while, this is a non-contact class. You do know each other, don't you? And it's like, I probably spent about 10, 15 seconds out of a track, not doing anything other than re like connecting yeah. properly, in my opinion, properly with mm -hmm. these people. Then I can combine that with an actual coaching cue. I hate that word, cue. Um, and saying, if you are going to kick someone, you probably want to point your toes a bit more and use your hips more, whatever I happened to say at that time. Yeah. All of a sudden, the whole room is engaged with that conversation. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I find it really hard to describe. Um, and I'm very conscious that I've been chatting for like 55 minutes already. I told Ooh, you that. that quickly. That's the flow. <laughs> that's the flow. Um, I know. I'm just going to unpack some of that and just share some of the things I do on a module training is, you know, you've got your layer one, two, three coaching. I say layer one, you're, you be an instructor, be boring, be forgettable. Layer two, be a coach, just make one thing better. And then I'll challenge people. How many ways do you know to make a squat better? Be like 10, 50. 100 200 and you'll see what i'm getting at and then i'll say yeah and i said well that's 200 classes you don't throw all 200 of them into one class and then in layer three that's where you're the motivationalist so you spend mm. two two minutes setting the squat up two minutes making a squat better and the last two minutes you just keep people squatting yeah and then we'll, when we come into the the more so the layer three stuff is this is what i say to people like there, there are, there are no coaching cues. There are no layers. You've just, you've just got this toolbox, and you just, you pick out the right one that works. So I'll use the yep. example in the in layer, our layer three coaching where it talks about, you know, you've got a challenging cue. So yeah. Challenging cue could be come up onto your toes. Let's say we're talking about a push up. Come up onto yep. your toes, and then the reason for doing that could then be a positive motivator, so mm -hmm. you will get stronger. But is that actually a layer two cue? Because you've challenged someone to come onto their toes, and which would be technically speaking, uh, manipulate intensity, and then educating them because it will make you stronger. So that's layer two, mm -hmm. but it's also layer three as well. So it's we, we like you know we talk about it in advanced training, and it, it's a little bit kind of I di I didn't like this terminology, but you know it works. It's true. It's where there are no coaching layers because it's a blend of all three. I know it's, yeah. it's Sounds a little bit wanky and a little bit cheesy. We're going to blend the coaching layers, but that those are not two words to put together nicely. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's true. We we do. We just you pick the right cue at the right time. So it's like if you if you get yeah. the fifth minute of a track and you see someone is needing a layer one cue, you know, a, mm -hmm. a reset up. You you got to do that. And I think that's where what you've just described. So again, the the really really backtrack. We never used to really have layer two. Layer two used to be CRC. Like this is back to 2012, okay. 2013. Layer one was set up. Layer two was follow up and CRC. And now we just kind of push CRC in the connection. Um, mm -hmm. per personally, when I do my modules, I make a big thing about CRC because I, I know how valuable it can be. Um, mm. And 
where the value in that comes is that legitimate, you, you call it conversion. It's that it's that one-to-one -one connection with that person. Some people where you can use it for their name. Some people it's a high five. Some people, mm -hmm. some people it's a wink and a smile. Some people it's banter. It's individual connecting to them. And that's mm -hmm. what, again, coming back there, right back to how I went off in this tangent, it's, you, you can't tick boxes. You can't deliver a coaching model. You can't, you, you can't just have that script or brief and stick to it. You, you got to be that person who is looking at other people. The, the fact you're doing Shabam or Pump or Combat or Zumba or Circuits or um, Insanity, whatever it might be, is totally irrelevant. It's just, it's, it's a room full of people being people yeah and it's, it's when you connect with them whether it's you know instructor to instructor like on a quarterly workshop or instructor to participant at you know a class doesn't matter it's you respond to what that person needs so th this is why i love quarterly workshops is like i'm so lazy at quarterly workshops i don't do layer one in quarterly workshops i start in layer <laughs> three because the people in that room do not need layer one coaching you know why because they're all instructors they, they're brilliant <laughs> So I, I start. It's so I, true. Yeah, like you, every everyone listening to this, you've seen the videos of me at Tribal Gathering, etc. I start in layer three, and I occasionally, occasionally will say brace your abs. Because, no one knows what that means anyway. Yeah, exactly. Because you've got to teach to the room front of Whereas how I would teach, say, my Wednesday morning pump, I have a standard class in David Lloyd's standard David Lloyd members, all lovely mixed abilities. Um, yeah, there's a little bit more focus on layer one but that's how it should be because that's what in my opinion at that time they need yeah absolutely you you're using those tools and and i think it's really important to say that to, you know behaving like that in in either of those two circumstances is giving no less of you as an individual because it could really easily be seen that unless you're going straight into the layer three and you, and you know, and you're, you're sticking into the layer ones and twos where you can't really be you. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've not been to one of your classes yet. I'm absolutely terrified of actually attending one of your classes because I feel like I'm probably going to die of laughter, but for the oh, right reasons, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just laugh at that. No, no, with you, with you. Yeah. Um, you know, you're delivering those layer one and two cues in a hundred percent Ricky fashion. Yeah. Cause it and has, to, it, it has to suit you. I know it goes for, it goes for all your coaching. It has to suit you. So like I used to teach balance and I really, really liked balance until mm -hmm. balance started to get really, really yoga and really, really mindful. Whereas I, I was quite mm -hmm. technical as an instructor. I was, I was fine with that. It was, I was more like stretch deeper rather than, breathe in the emotion and then let it go in your stretch and i'm like what 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 did you just Good. say yeah, just, stretch bitches yeah, yeah just, just stretch namaste yeah. brace your abs stretch deeper breathe simple as that yeah um, so again it comes back to that authenticity you know you just said you teach combat a little bit like how you teach that good because i bet your members love that and you have that natural connection it's taking time yeah, well, taking well, time yeah. to, to do you know what to, to be to be genuine about it for for those that don't know me because it can, it can be really jarring you know for new members and people that don't know you 
it can be really jarring and you know if you want to talk about essence and all that sort of thing and not getting what they came for necessarily then it can be really jarring but actually over time <laughs> they're just not surprised by anything anymore oh. you know right in, in, in the middle of doing lunges or something if i'm touching my body and and doing whatever half of them are starting to join in because because i've built on that connection are they touching you know we've learned about each other are they touching your body or touching their body sometimes is this and the jacuzzi okay yeah that's fine it's all right i've just been uh, <laughs> kicked out of the meeting room that i booked oh. for the next half an hour oh no oh no but it's fine because what i can do is swap and go into the room next door awesome we'll, um, we'll do that we'll do this seamlessly i'll just keep padding for time amazing you do that because we're, we're not going to edit any of these <laughs> i love that stream of consciousness <laughs> it's, it's that, so you're uh, going to get a view of where i work i brought my laptop with me i'm not doing any work at all but it just makes it look like i am <laughs> briefcase shirt laptop <laughs> headphones in love it good genos <laughs> uh, well what what, what i think so we should do just in the interest of time is um yes and again because you're having to walk around the offices the question i always ask people is that's what my trousers on <laughs> you've uh, you've obviously covered it about you know kind of what it is you love about teaching um but i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you on this because I, I suspect mm -hmm. that teaching doesn't you, you don't need teaching classes from a financial point of view in your life you obviously choose to do it yes the cash mm -hmm. will come, you know handy or whatever but why is it you choose to do it mm. what, what is it teaching a class um, monday to thursday night gives you that working in a pub <laughs> doesn't give you <laughs> uh so welcome to the ricky long pack podcast and this is a <laughs> this is the start of your advanced training in 10 minutes <laughs> uh do you know what it, it's um i literally thought about this last week and my why when i've done my advanced training in all no in two out of my three programs and why has always been the same and it's to provide the escape for for whoever's in that class you know people whenever i end up talking about this because i never so share time with people and spend time with with them as they share their time with other people who they may not may not normally you know we've got in our classes we are extremely privileged to spend time with some amazing people you know you can be spending time with with teachers with university lecturers police uh, men and police women firefighters there there are at least three surgeons in my friday night shaban class um and yet the moment they walk through the studio doors or even the gym doors everyone's on the same playing field there's no status there's no you know high holier than now or anything like that everyone's the same everyone's there for the same reason and it is incredible to spend that time with people and for the longest time i just used to say oh do you know what i am um, I just do this to to help people get that um, that escape, and I've extended that last week to say is to help people get that escape and to make them smile. Hmm. Uh, you know, Matt talked about it on on the episode that I just listened to. Um, you know, smiling can make such a big difference, not if it's done in a creepy way. You know, and <laughs> uh, and I'm trying not to do it now. Again, I uh, see there's the arousal again. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
you don't know, no one can know what people are going through at any one time. And to give people 45 minutes to an hour of forgetting whatever is going on in their life and smile, maybe just for the first time that day, or possibly for the first and last time that week, is an incredible privilege and an incredible amount of responsibility as well. Yeah, no, here, here, completely, completely agree with that. Um, I don't know where I was talking about this yesterday, but because my training has changed so much, um, so I've gone from hit training and doing weights, stuff that I've done my whole life that I enjoy, and you get you know the sexy, happy endorphin hormones. Whereas now mm-hmm. I'm doing endurance. Man, I sat last night on a bike for two hours. My heart rate didn't go above one twenty. I was, I was just I was sitting there. I was, were, you, were you moving on the bike or were you just sitting on the bike? Just so I covered over sixty <laughs> kilometers, and I was watching films on my phone. I was replying the messages. I even phoned people and was having conversations. And <laughs> last week, yeah, last week was a, a bit of a shit week for a number of reasons. But I remember walking down the ramp in the gym, and I just done grit. It was my Thursday morning grit. And I remember walking down and I remember laughing and smiling. And I remember thinking, holy shit, that is the first time I have laughed in about two days. And it's because because of my own crap going on and because I hadn't been getting the training release I was used to. Um, mm-hmm. And then just to echo what you said, it might be the first time somebody, when somebody comes to your class, it might be the first time they smile that day. So they could wake up, do their morning routine, travel for an hour to work, which is kind of what everybody for some reason accepts traveling an hour to work. I mean, it's just 10 hours a week traveling to work. What, what are you doing with your life? Anyway, um, you, you go to work, yeah. <laughs> Potentially doing a job that you don't like, you don't feel much purpose with, you might not like people, or it could be a job you do like, but you just happen to have a lot of stress. You know, it was pretty mm-hmm. much me last week. Love my job, but there was a lot of stress last week. And then... Mm-hmm. You do the hours commute home via the gym and you walk into that class and we're, all, we're there as the, the cool instructor and we're like, w- that is our responsibility where that is that person's first time to actually have a conversation with someone that day that mm. isn't about files at work or deadlines or KPIs and all that nonsense, mm. which we are so lucky we don't have to talk about in that 60 minutes because it's just, you know, it's just, it's key and brace your abs and that that's that's what it is that's what we get to do so i love that you kind of you said that it is about making people smile making people just enjoy that 30 45 60 minutes whatever it is and that's it that the, is that's all it is it's 45 60 minutes of time with other humans like you said it is members instructors trainers presenters assessors whatever you you know otherwise humans mm. we're all we're all humans we're all sharing this you know not to get all philosophical you started this we're all sharing this planet this time this space together the least we can do is be decent humans to one another yeah 100 i'll give you a job promotion you are now sean Raphael, boss of the fitness industry what would you do to fix? What's the one thing you would do to fix the shit things in the industry? Uh, so everyone would have to subscribe to Ricky Long's daily emails. Obviously, obviously, yeah. Obviously, that, that's just <laughs> mandatory. Um, I thought about this a lot and I've loved hearing the different answers from people. 
pay is a big thing. Don't get me wrong. Pay is a big thing. But I think some sort of enforcement of adhering to a code of conduct, uh, a code of practice or something like that, where the people can be held accountable for how they behave with each other, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I don't just mean that in terms of you know, going backwards and forwards on, on Facebook threads about whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but just being respectful to one another. Like if, if someone's, if someone's struggling with, with getting their class numbers up or whatever, we should be helping them to, to improve those class numbers. If someone's class isn't finishing on time because of X, Y, Z, we shouldn't be berating them and saying, Oh, you're cutting into my class time. And, or, you know, even heard stories, and experience this myself where people are entering other people's classes you know just setting out some terms of respect yeah between everyone i feel would do the world of good to Mm. this industry and you know i'm not i'm not going to profess that i've been in the industry for 30 years of my life i am very very new to this industry but the thing that sticks out to me more than anything is a, a massive disproportion between respect and ego yeah so anything that, that moves be, on that away that's between the the fitness professionals that's not even a fitness professional in the gym that's just fitness mm. professionals themselves yeah you know? yeah i can see that yeah there definitely needs to be more working together um without expecting anything in return uh there's just yeah. there's not that mentality in it. you know you mentioned a, a code of conduct um almost brings us dangerously onto the the concept of having some sort of governing body that actually does something yeah which i mean i don't sit in the fence anymore i've been in, in the in the industry since 2004 there's no governing body there's people who say they are but they're not because no they don't, they don't do anything um so it, it is kind of like do, do we need one for first and foremost do we need one because we've got this far without one so there is that kind of question mark in it um or do we need do, do we need just some sort more of togetherness as fitness professionals you know on an unofficial scale you know i, I challenge it's a, it's it's a culture change yeah. it's a culture change and, and an attitude change yeah p- people might be listening to this. there'll be a lot of les mills instructors listening to this and if you were to go on you said about facebook if you go on the facebook right now and look at your groups you, you're probably in the Les Mills groups, but how many other fitness professional groups are you actually in? Yes, you'll be in your cover groups, but are you in Fitness Instructors UK? Are you in the PT UK group where there's like thousands of people in this? Or are we just staying in our lane? Are we actually branching out and, and seeing what's going on? Because if, if we do that, we'll get a much better idea of, you know what, see, see the frustrations we have? It's not all that different to everybody else. Nah. Yeah. You know, I, I bang on about instructor pay, but, you know, PTs complain about their pay. I'm sure other programs, you know, not, let's not speak about Les Mills, other programs, I know for a fact, they speak about the same, you know, it could be a circuits instructor, uh, a Zumba instructor, insanity instructor, whatever it might be. I'm sure they're complaining about their pay as well. So it's like, we, we need to start, we need to start commuting. Let's, let's leave our lane. Let's go into the, the other lanes. 
Dude, conscious of time, it is just after Couldn't two. Agree more. Um, Couldn't agree more. Two. I know. Two quick ones just to finish. Give me a decent okay. book that you've been reading recently, and what items under hundred pounds have you bought recently that give you great value? So the book is a really easy one. Never split the difference. Okay, tell us about uh, that. By Chris Voss. Um, so I I had it as an audio book, but the, it's whether you read it or whether you listen to it, it's, uh, do you know what? It links very strongly with everything we've talked about today uh, and building rapport and actually listening to people and ways in which you can communicate with people that allow you to understand them better and make them feel like they're being heard because they will be heard. Um, it's a very easy read. It's a very short book. It's super, you know, it's not expensive or anything like that. I think everyone should read this book genuinely, you know, and I'm not sponsored. Yet. Yet. <laughs> uh, any items under £100 that have given you great value? Yep. A terrarium. I bought a terrarium. Do you know what a terrarium is? Is this a some kind of glass box for tarantulas? Yeah. Uh, no, not for, not for tarantulas. I mean, you could use it for tarantula. It's Yeah, it's just a a small garden in a glass jar either open or or sealed um and it's you know we were talking and sort of joking about the mindfulness thing earlier uh -huh. um it's one of the things that i've been i i've picked up recently as another side hustle not for, for it's more of a hobby um to to be more mindful and sort of plant this tiny garden in this tiny glass jar and if matt malloy is listening he's probably laughing right now because I'm quite short, and he's probably going to be thinking, oh, it's a massive garden for you. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, but it's okay, because, you know, Matt can't see very far, so that's, I've got that up on him. <laughs> what do you like? What do you like? <laughs> Dave, Dave Cross and Matt Malloy will be coming after you. It's all right. They will listen to the podcast anyway. Nobody listens. So <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll never hear this. Uh, Sean, mate, I've loved having you on the podcast. Where can people follow you on social media? So I am on the Facebooks. Uh, you can usually find me in the Les Mills UK instructors groups or anything like that. I think my profile's hidden technically, but you, you will find me on there. Mm -hmm. uh, and on Instagram, which I've just started back up. I've been Excellent. on social media break for about six to nine months. So I've literally just started it back up as of yesterday. And it's Sean underscore Raff. Perfect. I will put them in the show notes. Sean, thank you very much for coming on. No, thank you. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for listening. All the links are in the show notes of this. Please connect. Please send your love. Please send your feedback. And I'll catch you on the next episode. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.